The Brandon Tatum Show is on KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. If you're not following me on social media, make sure you follow me at The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. Let's get right into this. Let's talk about COVID-19. I think every show since the COVID outbreak, I've been introducing the show, starting the show out with the COVID-19 talk because I think it's invaluable for us to address the things that are high up on the totem pole and that affects everybody in the valley. And not even just people in the valley, it's affecting people all over the world. But specifically, since we live in the valley, I want to talk to you guys about how the COVID-19 BS, in my opinion, is affecting the valley. Let's start with the numbers. Almost 18,000 people or 18,000 cases of COVID-19 in the valley and nearly 900 deaths in Maricopa County or not Maricopa County, but in Arizona in general. But let me let's talk about this real quick, because I am incredibly frustrated and, and I think people need to be held accountable. The CDC, uh, the WHO, even the president of the United States, people need to be held accountable for deceiving the public. We have almost 900 cases or deaths in the state of Arizona, a state of about 7 million people. And within those numbers, there's about three or, or, or two thirds of all of the deaths, at least in Maricopa County, are from assisted living homes where elderly people are there, people who have pre-existing conditions. And then nearly a large amount of the other one third is coming from reservations. The native individuals that, that, that live in some of these desolated areas that don't have proper nutrition, don't have proper uh, funding. This is where a lot of the coronavirus is affecting individuals, yet they want to push it as if every single person in Maricopa County, if you walk out of your house, you're going to croak and die from COVID-19. It is shameful what they're doing. The U.S. numbers have surpassed, at least what they have told us, have surpassed 100,000 deaths. Now, we all know that it's clearly inconsistent on how they're counting the deaths. Robert Anderson, um, it, it, this, this gentleman, Robert Anderson, he's the chief of the mortality statistic branch in the CDC, has admitted that it's complicated, that not every state is even going um, by the same parameters as far as diagnosing and as far as claiming that individuals have COVID-19 as the cause of death post-mortem. So our government, mind you, has been incompetent this entire time and it's created so much chaos and BS that I think people need to be held accountable. We don't know how many people died from COVID-19. We have no real idea. We don't know if in Maricopa County, they're counting somebody who died in a traffic accident that just so happened to have COVID in their system as a COVID death. We, we have no real numbers to show if that's the way we're counting them as well as everybody else in the United States of America. The CDC put out an email directing doctors, and I know a doctor that, that gave me this information, verified this information, is that they're telling doctors that you don't even need to test people to, to classify them as a COVID death. They don't even need to be tested. And if they died from anything, doctors and people in the medical field have the discretion to label that person as a COVID death, even if they had not died from COVID, they just died with COVID. 
People who are diagnosed with COVID-19, not even the deaths, people who are diagnosed, the cases that we hear. That's not an accurate number either because you don't even need to be tested to be considered to be a, a person who's diagnosed with COVID. You can be presumptive in your diagnosis if you have certain symptoms and your doctor believes that you could potentially have COVID even though you haven't come into the office. They'll tell you to quarantine, but you are now listed as a COVID case. Ladies and gentlemen, it is shameful. Ladies and gentlemen, 40 million people have been on unemployment. They said 40 percent. I was listening to um, the radio show in the morning. Broomhead. I think he said this on his show. He had mentioned that 40 percent of these jobs that are lost are never coming back. They're never coming back. I'm, I'm going around the valley because me and my wife and my son, we go eat. We go patronize places we're trying to live life as normal as we can possibly do it. But when you go into these places and you see they're at half capacity, you see that people are literally hypocritically contradicting safety measures because some businesses have people wear masks. Some businesses say nobody wears a mask. Some companies, the employees wear a mask, but not everybody's wearing a capable mask. Some people have a, a, a piece of cloth slapped over their face. Some have cloth that at least has somewhat of a seal around the nose and the chin, it, it is completely inconsistent. Some places have gloves and others don't have gloves. I was just at a restaurant the other day and they wanted me to pay with my, my credit card. The guy don't have a glove. The machine isn't protected or wiped off. I put my credit card in. He's touching my credit card and the machine. And so if somehow he gets Corona on his hands, he's going to give it to every single person that touched that machine. But we are somehow supposed to be abiding to what the CDC says and we're in a safer place and a shutdown work. I mean, nobody following this shutdown stuff. Nobody. And even the people who are following are inconsistent. And if you're listening to this, do you know that wearing a mask is not stopping you from getting COVID-19? If COVID-19 is in the atmosphere, you somehow have touched COVID-19 on the surface and you touch your face, you grab your mask to take off your mask in order to eat some, eat a burrito or drink some water, you are now cross-contaminating. That mask is not going to help you. And I say this, like I said on the last show, all you need to do is if somebody fart while you have a mask on and you can smell their fart through the mask, then you can you will definitely get COVID-19 into your respiratory system. Now, will you die from it? Obviously, it's you know, you have a higher chance of probably dying in a car accident than dying from COVID-19. So think about this for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Who do you hold accountable? Governor Doug Ducey has come out and, you know, made statements of we're, we're, we're doing a great job at reopening and and we're, we're going through on track to go to second phase and all of this other stuff. But in reality, we had no reason to shut down in the first place. Now, I do understand that people wanted to take precautions, but what have we done to our state? In lieu of the unknown, what have we done to our state? What have we done? And I think that I thank God that we've done a better job than other states who are still shut down and have no sense of recovery. Um, and it seems to be and this is my personal opinion, seems to be all of these liberal states, liberal mayors, liberal governors that are that are trying to keep their states shut down. They, quote unquote, have the most deaths. They have the most restrictions. They have no they have no. uh I, want to, I don't even want to say idea. They have no plan to reopen. 
They want people to be on food stamps. They want people to be on government assistance. They want entrepreneurship to die. They want people to not have a business. I almost want to take this into the next segment. I probably have a minute and a half left, but I'm just floored at what we have done as a country to these businesses. People are losing their job. They're never going to get it back. People are losing their their, their small business. They're never going to get it back. We're going into debt that we're probably never going to recover from unless we just, I don't know, kill the people that we owe debt to and somehow say we we wash it clean. Other than that, man, we're going to have to pay this back at some point. All because we listen to the WHO, we listen to Dr. Fauci and all of these scumbags, in my opinion, who are out with an agenda and they don't care about you. They don't care about the economy. They don't care about how many people committed suicide since this COVID-19. They don't care how many uh, 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 murder suicides that have occurred. They don't care how much violence have gone on, how much depression have gone on because of COVID-19. They have no they have no care. They want you to take a vaccine. That's what they want to do. But let me get on to the next segment. We're going to talk about the riots and the protests over George Floyd. Coming up next, you listen to the Brandon Tatum Show. Hold the phone. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., make sure you tune in. Follow me on social media, The Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum. I post a whole bunch of cool stuff. I got millions of views on my social media platform. I'm almost to 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. So it would be uh, of great joy if you would follow me on my social media and push me over that uh, 500,000 mark on YouTube. Now, let's get into this. So I got one question for all of you uh, social justice warriors that live in the Valley. What are you protesting in Phoenix for? Why? I just I just need an explanation. Why are you protesting in Phoenix for something that an officer did in Minneapolis? What, what, give me an give me an explanation. This is the problem that I have with this. And then I'm going to play a clip that I feel like is probably one of the most powerful clips that I've heard related to riots and the effects that it has on the inner city and some of these black communities. So but think about this for a minute. People are crying all day and night about how black people are perceived and that because of the actions of a few black people, there's a generalization, there's a stereotype, there's a prejudice that comes along with that. And people are imp- are implementing that negative image on black people, no matter who you are, where you are in the country. Even if you had nothing to do with committing crimes, killing people, they still look at you a certain way. Well, Well, the same people that are crying about that is doing the same thing to police officers all around the country. There ain't a police officer in Phoenix that had his knee on somebody's neck that caused their death. There's not a police officer in L.A. that that have done that. There's not a police officer in any of these people's lifetime that that have conducted themselves like the police officer in Minneapolis. But yet and still, you're destroying police cars in Phoenix, L.A., and, and all of these major cities. In Kentucky, they had six black people shot at one of these protests. How are you how are you getting justice for somebody? When you are causing more problems than than that person's death caused, that police officer in Minneapolis killed one man. He 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 he's been prosecuted very swiftly. He got fired almost the same time that video came out. Then they just charged him to, uh, yesterday. They just charged him 
and he's going to go through the court process and he may or may not get convicted. That's depending on the uh, the direction of your peers, meaning the jurors. So we'll find out what happens beyond that. But justice was swift. But instead, you burn down your whole community. They didn't set fire to almost every business that employ who? Other people in your community. You got people crying about their business getting burned down. They saved their whole life savings to create black business and you burn them down. And then somebody got killed by a store owner. So now not only did George Floyd get killed, now you've gotten another black man killed. And then you've got a bunch of black people out of out of work because you didn't burn down businesses and all of the police facilities that you've burned. Taxpayers are going to pay to replace that. All these cars you've damaged, taxpayers are going to pay to replace that. And all of the evidence that you potentially destroyed and these police precincts are not going to get you justice. There could be police misconduct that they have on file in which they're going to prosecute, but you just burned all the evidence. So now police officers are not going to get prosecuted on a lot of these things because the physical evidence could have been tampered with or destroyed. You idiots. You are all idiots. None of what you're doing has results. When people were mad about COVID-19, when Martin Luther King had a problem, they peacefully protest. But anyway, I'm going to go off on this. Let me roll the video of this man saying one of the most powerful messages. And I, I, I literally almost teared up when I listened to what he said, because I think it was it was such an, an impactful synopsis of what really goes on in the aftermath of these rides. Roll the clip. was from the 92 LA riots. And so this is not something new, but I guarantee you that the feeling and the loss is not is not old. This is a this is a new uh, a wave of business owners feeling the same way this man was feeling. And if you couldn't understand exactly what he was saying, he was pretty much coming out in the street. He had a hammer in his hand initially because he was so upset about what all of these black folks were pride were rioting, looting in the area and they weren't destroying the white man. They weren't destroying the police department. They were destroying other black businesses. And this man said, look, I come from the ghetto like y'all. Why y'all got to come destroy my business? Because you mad at somebody else. And, and ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, that's what's happening. You're not hurting the police department by burning down their buildings. How are you hurting the police department? You're hurting people that's going to need police response here in the next couple days after some of y'all shoot each other. You're not going to hurt the police. They're going to use your tax money to buy another building. And this time they could probably put a gym in that building and get some brand new equipment and lockers. You, you, you haven't helped hurt anybody. The police, some of these police officers don't even live in the community. They're going to get in their cars. They're going to go home and they're going to still be making that fat check. And they're going to get their pension at the end of this. All that you're doing is vanity. It's vanity. 
and you should be ashamed of yourself, especially people in the valley. You should be ashamed of yourself. Instead of rioting and protesting, how about you go put in an application to work for the police department so you can make a difference? So you can so you can be the change you want to see instead of being idiots. And I'm going to tell you what I blame public officials because the governor of Minnesota, the mayor of Minneapolis, were the were the very proponents of giving credence to people acting a nut because of what one man did. They all on TV addressing the black community. Man, this is not a black community issue. If you if you are a black person and you think uh, black people are being gunned down for no reason, you, you, you are not operating in truth or facts. You are operating in emotions because the media plays it don't make it to be unanimously true. They play only black people getting killed. They don't play when white people get killed, do they? Have you seen it? Show me an unarmed white person that's been killed on, on camera. You'll never see it. You'll never see protest. The media don't care. It's not juicy enough. White people are not going to get emotional like black people will. So they're never going to play it. When if you look at the stats, unarmed white people get shot twice as much, in some cases, three times as much as black people do. White people get killed by police twice as much as black people do. And you can't give me that, oh, it's more white people. Because cops don't deal with everybody in the population. They deal with the criminal element of the population. And when you look at the numbers, black people commit or been convicted of half of the murders in this country and over half of violent crimes. By percentage, black people get patrolled at a higher percentage than whites do. Yet whites get killed more so than black people do. So if you look at the stats and you stop being emotional, then you'll see what the, what the truth is. And if you have the truth in you, then you can move forward with what's best for your community. And what's best for your community is to stop electing these politicians that ain't done, that have done nothing for police brutality in your community. They've done nothing to help you. They've done nothing. Get rid of these politicians. Stop voting for people that are not doing, doing what's best for you. Get out there and work for the police department in your community so you can patrol your own community. So you can do what you believe is right. Become the police chief so you can have leverage. Become mayors. Become governors. Become city council so you can actually have a, have a say. You can actually change policy. You're out there looting and doing all this stuff. You're not doing anything. You're destroying property value. Businesses, some of these businesses are not coming back to your community. Some of these jobs are not coming back to your community. Then you add COVID-19 on top of that. It's, 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 it's genocide. I almost want to say suicide. It's the suicide of the mind. It's the suicide of the physical person. And it's the suicide of the image of black people all over the country. And I don't want to hear, oh, it was some white people in there. It doesn't matter because people are protesting a black issue in a black community and it's majority black people who are doing it. Three or four white people sprinkled in there. It's not it's not going to give it's not going to get you a result. Nobody's going to blame white people for what you're doing. Nobody. Black people are going to be blamed. Black people are going to hold the burden of it. I don't know why we haven't gotten to that point yet. You need to partner with the police department, not hate the police department. And I'll say this, and then I'm going to the next segment. But doing unjust things or, or, or fighting injustice with unjust things isn't going to get you anywhere. Now, Donald Trump weighed in on this, and I want to talk about what he said because I agree with him a thousand percent. And all of you naysayers are going to be ashamed when I play the clip of what he said. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR. Hold the phone. Brandon Tatum. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. 
This is the Brandon Tatum Show. The Brandon Tatum Show on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Make sure you tune in. We're now in the third segment. Make sure you follow me on social media at the Officer Tatum, the Officer Tatum on all of my social media. Or you can just Google Brandon Tatum. I'm pretty sure you'll find some stuff that is very interesting. You probably find some haters too, but you can't take the good um, without getting the bad as well. So let's talk about President Trump. Um, in the last segment, I spoke about the riots in Minneapolis, how ridiculous the riots have been in Phoenix. Just people just are dumb. I just think I just want to call people dumb. Because that's exactly what you are. You have no plan. You're acting with emotions and you're not getting anything accomplished. And you're mad at people that had nothing to do with nothing. But I guess you call it virtuous. But let's talk about what President Trump said. President Trump has gotten backlash again because of his Twitter. I'm not surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. But here is where I agree with him on. Because some things, which rarely I disagree with things that he say on Twitter. But this particular thing he said, I agree with him a thousand percent. He pretty much called out the mayor of Minneapolis, uh, Jacob Frey, for inaction and saying, like, if you're not going to do nothing, you're letting your city burn down. You're putting people's lives in, in jeopardy. As the president of the United States, I'm going to have to call in the National Guard. Because I, I, I honestly believe the mayor wanted this stuff to happen, in my personal opinion. I can't I don't have any facts to prove that, but I think they wanted it to happen because they should have got called in the National Guard. When there was rumors of protest and now you got the whole city burned down and you didn't do nothing about it. But here's the tweet where he's getting backlash at. I'm going to read it verbatim. People are saying he always calling black people thugs and he don't call nobody else thugs. I didn't see pastors who claim to have godly discernment uh, putting tweets out there with no information. So let me read this tweet. I'm going to read it verbatim. Uh, shout out to my producer, Brandon, for putting this together because uh, he's always on top of his game. So. These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I would not let that happen. Just spoke to the governor, Tim, I think it's Walls, and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulties, and we will assume control. But when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. And this is a series, and that's the end of a series of tweets, but that's one of the tweets. Uh, a terrible, terrible job of reading it. Maybe I'll have Brandon read it next time. But the point is, people are mad at him from him calling these individuals who are looting, burning buildings down, assaulting, shooting people, mauling people, attacking police officers. He called them thugs and people are mad at him. And they say that he only called black people thugs. But I'm going to play this clip because he don't only call black people thugs. Wrote a clip. Those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Oh, I, I thought it was only black people. He said the KKK, neo-Nazi, all of these fools who do this, no matter what your color is, you're an idiot. But I want, I want, I want to just double down on this one a little bit because not only did Trump call protesters thugs, but so did yours truly, uh, uh, Barack Obama. Roll the clip. We've got some of the same organizers now going back into these communities to try to clean up in the aftermath of a handful of protesters, uh, a handful of uh, criminals uh, and thugs who. Uh... Barack Obama said the same thing. 
So why, why, why are people outraged about Trump mentioning facts? And then when Barack Obama does it, people just, they crawl under a rock. To me, if you are outraged when a white man says it, but you're not outraged when a black man says it, that, my friend, is evidence to me of racism. But the president is right. And they know he's, he's correct about this. And I'm glad he said something. Not only did the president say something about it, he's had the federal government take over the investigation. He's requested that they take over the investigation, obviously a separate branch of government. But he had the he had the FBI take over the investigation and encouraged the FBI to take over the investigation. He did the same thing with Amar Arbery. But he's the most racist president on planet Earth. No, he, he's, he's on it. He's tentative. He's making sure he's getting his part done. He's not picking a side. He, he's saying, I think it looks bad from what I see, but we'll let the investigation take run its course. He's not being a political hack. He's not race baiting like Barack Obama and some of these other Democrats. He's landed out there. And what do they do, ladies and gentlemen? They say he's a racist. But I, I, I like that the president took that stance. I support the president in his stance because I think that at the end of the day, every American is against police brutality. But the problem is, in some cases, is that some people think police use of force in any sense is police brutality. And that's not true. If you pull a gun on somebody, you're going to get shot. It, it don't matter who you was. It don't matter. You were trying to you were, you were getting ready to change your life. Ain't nobody care about that. You shoot at a police officer. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you, period. And you're lucky if you don't die. You've, you've been you've been fortunately blessed by God to live if you don't die after you've been shooting at police officers. If, if you if you resist arrest, they're going to use force against you. In rare cases, they use too much force and people end up they end up brutalizing somebody. But in the vast majority of cases that go on, if you use if you if you resist arrest, they're going to use force to execute an arrest. They have that right. They have that ability to do that. Long as it's reasonable and the amount of force that you pushing out, they can combat that. That is called reasonableness. You, you don't get to just resist arrest and fight police and think nothing's going to happen. And George Floyd, in my personal opinion, I think that at the this is just my opinion because I don't know all the evidence that happened. But watching that video, it looked like at the end of his death, at the end of his life, that was wrong. That police officer should have rendered aid to him and done something potentially. And that cop potentially caused his death. And that's just my me looking at a video. I can't I can't speak to that unequivocally because I don't see all the facts. But just from my observation, that's what it looks like to me. And my training and experience, it looks bad to me. He would have never been there in that position if he hadn't resisted arrest. He'd have never been there. And this is the problem that, that, that I try to tell people all the time is that you dead. So nobody it's not going to matter if the cop was wrong or right. You dead. How did you get to this place? Because you were resisting arrest. You were breaking the law. You were committing crimes. Does that mean you deserve to die? No, it doesn't. But could that lead to your death? Yes. Those negative behaviors will inevitably lead to one or two things happening. You end up going to jail because you're resisting arrest and you get charged. Or you run into a bad cop that either having a bad day or looking to kill somebody. And then you end up getting killed. And everybody's protesting and rallying, but you dead. Your life is gone. How do you prevent that, Brandon? Stop committing crimes. And you will have a higher likelihood of never encountering police. 
and, you, and your dang show won't get killed by no police officer. I, I have never seen, and y'all share a video, send it to my website at theofficertatum.com. I have never seen a video where a person has gotten shot and killed and wasn't doing nothing. I've seen somebody get shot, but I haven't seen somebody get shot and killed and they weren't doing nothing. They weren't involved in committing a crime. They weren't breaking a law. It don't matter if you're speeding, if you're doing, you, you shouldn't be doing none of that stuff that would necessitate a police officer to interact with you. Now, of course, there's bad ones out there that'll pull you over for no reason. It's rare, but it's out there. There's some cops that'll beat you, beat you up if you give them an inch. It's rare, but it's out there. End of the day, you are the arbiter. You are the director of your life. You are the director if you live or die. You have that control. And it's shameful to see that Gregory Floyd lost his life, but it's also shameful that he fight with the police officers. And they've been circulating these videos and saying, it doesn't look like he was resisting. First of all, he was resisting arrest at the door when they got him out of a car because he was in a vehicle and they had to pull him out of the car because he was a suspect and he was potentially uh, DWI driving while intoxicated or under intoxicated substances. And then all of the people on the side were telling him, why did you do that, man? You should just follow the police orders, man. You shouldn't have fought him. And the cops said he fought him for 10 minutes. They don't show that conveniently, but that's what happened. Not excusing his, the officer in any anyway, but two wrongs end up leading into a dead person and a, and, a, and, a, and a cop doing life in prison. We'll talk more politics in the next segment and how silly this election is, is turning out, in my personal opinion. You listen to the Brandon Tatum Show. Make sure you stay tuned. Hold the phone. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Welcome back to the Brandon Tatum Show every Saturday at 6 p.m. If you're now tuning in to my show, you're in the fourth segment. You didn't miss three segments. You'd be ashamed of yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me if you're joining right now. And thank everybody who's been listening to the show, the duration of all of the segments. Hopefully, I can do a two-hour show at some point. I'm going to plead with KTR to give me more time on the air. You can do the same. Shoot them an email. Let them know if you enjoy the show or not. And uh, we'll go from there. But let's talk about politics real quick. In the first segment, we discussed the COVID-19. Second segment, we spoke about the Minneapolis riots. Third segment, we spoke about Donald Trump, his tweets about the riots. And now we're going to talk about mail-in ballots. We're going to talk about voting. And my whole thing is this, and I'll never forget my dad saying this. If you don't vote, then shut your mouth. You have no say in nothing. I don't want to hear you complaining about Trump. I don't want to hear you complaining about Joe Biden. I don't want to hear you complaining about uh, uh, marijuana legalization. I don't want to hear you. Don't say nothing. Sit at home and keep watching your TV. Go to work. But you shouldn't talk about politics if you didn't vote. And I don't want to hear what my vote didn't count. Well, if a million people thought their vote didn't count, then what do you think will happen? Okay, that's what I thought. So let's move on. The big controversy is some of these states, mind you, Democratic states, that are pushing mail-in ballots. Now, I haven't done my research to determine the validity of fraudulation, and that's a word I just made up, fraudulation as it pertains to mail-in ballots. 2018, with Martha McSally and Kirsten Sinema, there was reports of fraudulent behavior in the election. Now, the difference is, is that, you know, there obviously there, there are studies are, that are out there that are saying that there's no real 
evidence that mail-in ballots. Listen, if you're doing mail-in ballot fraud right, properly, then of course they don't catch you. Of course they don't. Of course they're not. They're able to detect how fraudulent it is. So all of these studies, to me, is put on a back burner. I hear them. I take them with a grain of salt. But let me use my logical mind and say, can people take advantage of mail-in ballots? Why are some of these states? Think about this for a minute. Why are most of these liberal states promoting mail-in ballots? Because they don't want you to go to the voting booth to vote? Think about this for a minute. They don't mind you going. And then in the voting is in November, mind you. It's in November. So they don't want you to go to the polls, but they cool with you going in the auto zone, going in the Walmart, going out to eat. There's a lot of these places that, that or, or restaurants are opening up. Now you can go to the beach. You just can't go in the water. Now some people can go in the water, but they can't go sit on the beach. I mean, it, it's come on, man. Don't fall for it, ladies and gentlemen. I think that people should be obligated to take their rear end to the poll and cast your vote. Now, if you have a medical issue or you out of state, then that's a diff that's a different issue. But every able bodied person should be going to the poll and voting because I believe that it gives you more of an assurance that you know what you cast and they give you a receipt. So you know what your ballot is and you can follow up on it. You were in person. There's no ambiguity. You know that you you scratched in as legible as you could. And there ain't no misunderstanding, in my personal opinion. But when you start mailing stuff in, man, you don't know what they're doing in your ballots. You don't know if they're changing them. You don't know what they're doing. And, and we saw some weirdness happening in our election in Arizona. I mean, just think about it, man. Everybody votes were in. Everything was done. And then Arizona took a week later to figure out what was going on. And what did it come down to, ladies and gentlemen? What did it come down to? Mail-in ballots. Came out of mail-in ballots. So after they got all of these ballots that they had to go back and count, Martha McSally was winning by 20,000. Then she ended up losing by about 20,000. You're talking about a 40,000 shift in voting because of mail-in ballots. And the funny thing is, is that it never seems like the recount goes in the opposite direction, right? The mail-in ballots and the recount, oh, the Democrat, the Democrat wins. You know what I'm saying? Oh, after the recount, the Democrat got 1,000, 20,000 new votes. The Democrat, oh, the Democrat is closer than they were. They got thousands of new votes. You know, it's, 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 it's suspicious to me that that's the case. It's suspicious, and I think it's illegitimate. But I think people should be looking into it as well. Don't just take it at face value. I don't care nothing about no COVID-19. I'm going to go and vote. I'm going to go, if I have to wear a mask, if I wear a biohazard suit, I'm going to take my butt out and I'm going to go vote and I'm going to go home. What do essential workers do, my, ladies and gentlemen? What, what do essential workers do? They have to go to work anyway. Mask, no mask. They got to go to work. You can go to a poll. You can cast your vote. But I, I honestly believe that it is, this is a matriculation of fraudulent behavior from the top moving down. COVID-19. A, a, a worldwide pandemic that people in this country took advantage of. Dr. Fauci, some of these Democrats, and when President Trump tried to do something, oh, he's a racist for shutting down the country. They are taking advantage of a crisis in order to win an election because they tried to say Donald Trump was racist when he shut down travel. 
now they're gonna blame every death in America on Donald Trump when every state has their own ability, pretty much a sovereign state to do whatever they need to do. The president can't tell you how you should uh, fund your medical facilities. That's the governor's fault. That's the governor's doing. They wanna blame it on Trump. They wanna blame the deaths on Trump. He used hydroxychloroquine. They wanna blame that on Trump. If it was so fatal and it was so bad for you, then the president of the United States is using it. That should tell you that these people are lying. It obviously works. I've seen plenty of doctors say that they only use hydroxychloroquine in ZPAC. But anyway, I'm running out of town. Y'all got to catch me next week, 6 p.m., KTAR. Y'all know what it is. Follow me on social media platforms. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll catch you next Saturday. Brandon Tatum, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.